Franks, give uh, me a give me a real sad face, real quick. <laughs> Hang on. There it is. Oh God, he doesn't know how to be sad. <laughs> that's, that's, that's like that looks like you got dementia. It's so like you don't know where you are. <laughs> I, I don't do facial expressions on demand. Sorry. <laughs> you like somebody hit you with a fish. <laughs> There's your happy face. There's your smile. Oh my god, that's hilarious. Just frown. Can you frown? Hi, Bob. Hey, what's up? Huh? Huh? Uh, I was saying, Kaiba! <laughs> Zoom says no. <laughs> Zoom didn't like it. All right. Can't do, can't do my Kaiba yell. <laughs> you gotta back away from you the mic when you yell. Did you not ever watch Chocolate Rain? No. I listened to it. It's a song. For yes, this yes, song. but you have to watch the video to get his singing tips. Chocolate Rain. He, he, while he did his video, he popped up little singing tips. Back away from the mic when you raise your voice. Back away when you breathe in. I'm just okay. happy that, you know, that that really boosted his career. His stardom really soared after that, that moment. Yeah, I think after that, he was on TMZ. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sure he's doing fine. I'm sure he's got some kind of Oh, yes, sir. Behind the scenes work. I yeah, saw him not too terribly long ago on TikTok doing, guess what? Chocolate rain. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you got a trick, stick with it. It's like, guess what, motherfuckers? I still got it. How was it? Was it still good? I mean, I remembered that I saw it. <laughs> That's about that it. That means it was probably mediocre. Mm hmm. And I'm sure they still get residuals from when they got uh, teased on South Park. All those YouTube one-shotters from back in the day. Does South Park pay you for their shit? I have no idea. I doubt it. Yeah, so I think... That's why it says that little disclaimer comes up. This looks like the people you think it is, but it's not. But it is. But it is. <laughs> but it's not. But it is. We all know. It's yeah. not enough for us to pay them. <laughs> uh, what are we doing oh i don't know you really ruined this whole thing oh gosh. how did i ruin this whole thing no, yeah you're the turned, worst you turned on the car um, you dropped a <laughs> no no no, nothing uh, specific we're just bandwagoning hate just just a general hate <laughs> yeah, that's fine uh, <laughs> so yeah, you don't list, Kevin. i did the homework so you did? Yeah. As did I. What, what was the homework? You get your 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 uh, gold level, your item level in gold over to Toker and a oh. little backstory yep. for tonight. Backstory oh, yeah. or, you know, whatever you felt like. We're just kind of regrouping after a big, like, fuck you to the party. It's been a lot. Yeah. It's been a lot. For the record, my uh, my gold value dropped uh, ninety four thousand. My wealth total just disappeared because you were wearing an item that nobody wanted until it could get sold. Yeah, yeah, that's how that works. Which I kind of wish that I hadn't included that in my wealth total. Yeah, I don't think you should. We didn't want that. 
I, look, I, his I, wealth total sucks because he gets to make new characters every six months. Um, <laughs> this is true. He Who could has, go, it's been a year. He could go the Terrence route and just rework the same character over and over again. <laughs> yeah, I could I, until I have a completely about, uh, destroy my soul in canon. Well, that was the third top yeah. or fourth top that Akage Some point. had died. Yeah, it, was the, it was the second so, time. The first time he became a dwarf. And then, <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, he was a dwarf for a little while. Well, that clip. <laughs> I don't want to go through that footage. <laughs> <laughs> it was rough. Watch was the rough first footage. season, or don't. Listen, or don't. To it's fun. You're Plus, here your now. characters leave their shit everywhere, so it's not like you would have any more stuff than you have already. They all like leave things around, laying around. This is true. Are we just picking apart everybody's foibles today? Yep. Yeah. Let's get into it. I, I started working on a cheat sheet for everybody, and I'm not done with it yet. And I realized <laughs> we've got just like NPC list that we've, you know, oh. that we've come across. And uh, I started kind of knocking them out. And I'm like, man, there's been a lot. And I, a lot mm -hmm. of them I'm looking at, all, I know in my head, aren't even on here yet. Like Rito Bumfinger. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we don't know what happened to him. He was in the Thieves Guild, right? The little yeah. little Thieves thing last time, running that for uh, Dorian when we left, right? I'm or for sure Mr. Grimm. Fine. Mr. Grimm, right. Or Mr. Grin. Mr. Grimm, yeah. Uh, yes, it, and Cuppy. Came across Eliza Beth Cup and Spoon. And then some of the older ones, Inquisitor Jorath and who? Right. We Jorath was the new leader of the what were they the not the town guard but back home they she was in charge of the secret I thought we had to kick her ass did we kick her ass we, we kicked her ass. ass we did it no no, it was Task that got into a fight mm -hmm. with her, wasn't it? Task got in a fight with her. Uh, oh. We don't even know if Taz is still alive. Yeah, you we just saw him again. Yeah, we, he's in that, he, he became the avatar in that temple, right? The, yeah, he was the, the fifth horseman. Yeah, but he could die. Mm -hmm. He could still die. We well, don't know no, what's happening between now. No, and he's part he's of deity. the tower now. <laughs> he's a deity. Listen, you can kill a god, all right? It's hard, <laughs> but you can do it. And we're getting close to the level where you might have to start killing gods for these combats to uh, to be worthwhile. Hmm. I know one I want to kill. Nah. Time. That's just a scorpion lady. <laughs> I, I swear, five minutes ago you were in love with her and to the point where you betrayed your entire party for. And now again, betray is such a hard word when nobody actually got hurt. I'm sorry, are you, are you dying? Are you dead? Did you lose anything from that? Just because yes, we lost our trust in you. Yeah. That's what well, we that's lost. Your fault. That's your fault, really, for not having more. <laughs> you know what? I think our biggest, our biggest problem Let is we're trying, we're trying to uh, assign morals and values and uh, human decency to noob. <laughs> no, to Amon. To Amon. No, 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 no. This is noob. It's his yeah. character. No, now you're bringing ring control into it. it. 
You live in Florida. No. He said you stop. don't have any character, noob. That's you pretty live in Florida. Up. I mean, yeah. that is a good rebuttal. <laughs> you, do do you, know? live you, you do live in Florida. Do live in Florida. You made that decision as a human being to move to yeah, Florida. You have no legs to stand on. Going, going there willingly is basically a sin at this point. <laughs> for the, for, well, to you know, for the record, I am uh, exploring other options. Oh, like okay. dudes? <laughs> no. All right. Hmm. Hey, it's an honest question. Sorry to disappoint you, noob. No. Come on, Daddy. Please. Anyway, what were we doing tonight? When we last left off, nah. The party had tried to teleport into the town, the city of Sands. Uh, but the energies there were so chaotic that Nim's power was pulled into the throne room that Osiris had locked the c- 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 God damn it. Katar? <laughs> the, the, the major protean, uh, which was also Noob's <laughs> uncle. I had no idea what the fuck you were trying to pronounce. <laughs> Kakatar. It's got a weird KK Kaka Kaka something. This is the high level Protean. Mm. Um where they uh defeated this this thing. The whole reason they went through all this was to get Amun back on the throne because the armies of sand would be able to help them retake. Uh, Yarnum, but before even that, uh, to scour the undead isles for whatever strange power was there to help Ratatuma. Uh, Miss Kiki, <laughs> I'm trying to be. I'm gonna. I'm gonna talk all kinds of mad shit during your project, Matt. Just shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'll only tell a joke if it's funny to other people. <laughs> I would never I tell jokes. Like I'd be quiet. No, I couldn't tell any jokes. All matter for me. Um, <laughs> what was I saying? Ratatama, uh, scour the undead isles to right. defeat Ratatama so that we can free Cromwell from his hole. Y'all have been informed that there's some power there that, that is linked to Ratatama that, that, that keeps him uh, powerful. And in the body of Cromwell. And in the body of Cromwell. So through all this, you haven't really had a moment uh, in story terms to kind of deal with Amun's betrayal. Uh, you haven't had a moment to shop or, or or do any side ventures that maybe your characters want to get to take care of. So when we last recorded, when we ended off, I said, "Look, everybody, let's let's do let's do one of those episodes where everybody can write something or shop." get things out of the way. I can get everybody's wealth kind of back in order. A couple of the characters here. Surprisingly, the characters that have been around since day one are way over wealth for their current level. Hey, Mahogany, high five. Yeah, I mean, shame on you for not dying a few times. Um, And uh, where I I go, I'd normally do all this stuff. You guys write or come up with something for us to do that your character would do. So after the 
events of killing the the high-level Protean king, a few things will happen. One, there'll be a power shift in the town of Sands. As Amun, the lost child of the original king, returns. To to Tetsumun was your father's name? Why did I do this? To Tetsumun? There it is. Um, but it's going to take a few weeks of rituals and organizations and stuff to actually seat Amun on the throne for him to be in charge of the army. So this is an opportunity for the party to split up. So who wants to go first? Oh, this is the hard part. Okay. Breaks. Yeah. Vladros. <clears throat> so he kind of distanced, distanced himself from the party, kind of wrapping his head around everything. And he's out walking the streets of Sands, ruminating to himself. The past several weeks, or has it been months, they felt like little more than a blur of rage and killing to me. Ever since I have been resurrected into my own undead body as a ghoul. My clearest memories have been of combat, as though my new nature fixated solely on battle and bloodshed. However, as I walked through the newly liberated streets of Sands, my mind swarmed with thoughts of Dorian's death and Amun's attack on the companions. Without that life debt I had owed to Dorian, what was I even doing trudging through this desert city out here on the edge of the world? More so, the thought of Amun's betrayal boiled in my stagnant blood. I felt my rage seething to the surface, seeking an outlet. Yet just below this anger and loss of purpose, another group of memories and thoughts struggled to remain relevant within my undead mind. Memories from another time, lifetime, ancient memories, swam to the surface amidst the carnage, gore, and rage swirling throughout me. The faces of my mother and father Faces I was no longer certain I would recognize if I were to see them again. With these thoughts and memories came a longing to return home, all the more fierce for the sheer impossibility of such a return. If my flesh still lived and my heart still pumped blood through my veins, I knew my family would never see the eyes of the boy who had been stolen from them in the face of the hardened man I had become. No. Going home was not an option. Yet I could still protect that home. I would protect that home. But not as this creature, this abomination I had transformed into. I would face the threats of this world, the world in which my family still lived, as the men I had been, the living, breathing men my mother had born into this world, the men my father had raised me to be a man who dictated my own choices, 
No longer would I allow my actions to be dictated by any external force, even if that force had been wielded by a supposed ally. If I am to die on this mission, I will die as my mother and father's son. They pull my magical head of disguise further down my brow and quicken my steps towards the nearest temple. Before Vladros can make it to that temple, a sinister, strong voice reels in your head. It's that of the wispy, undead creature that possesses the rings that brought you back, <clears throat> that give you this strange power. And before you could get your feet onto the steps of the temple, you find yourself slowly blacking out in an alley. You awaken in a pitch black nothingness. Gray wisps of this elder thing creature loom in the distance. You can feel its force on your mind. You can feel it not agreeing with your decisions. You can feel it begin to try and take over your body. It lashes out at you, getting close, its fingers long, gnarled in nails. This naked, wispy, elderly, humanoid thing screeching in a way you've never heard it screech before. Roll a will save. Hey. Well, I have already taken off the um, the ruby circlet and mm -hmm. stowed it in my bag. So is this versus enchantment? No. And that's a 22. Okay. The thing's nails rake into the side of your head. You can feel it sinking into your brain. Take 10 damage. What do you do? I press on. I have made this decision. I am doing this. I mean, are you attacking? They're trying to attack the thing like. Am I able to attack it? Yeah, you're 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 in this realm now. Do I have my gear and weapons and everything? You look down to see if you have them, and as you think of them, they begin to materialize in your hands or on your body or whatever it is you're thinking about. Okay. Uh, then yeah. I will attack. And if I'm base to base, I'm a full attack. Okay. 29. It hits. Natural 20. And a 22. Okay. Describe your three hits. Um, the first hit is to separate. I pull out Shashka and I smack the hands away from my head. Um, then I will go for a body shot with the natural 20, whipping Shashka around to bring it back down for the 22. So the, th the three hits, the first swipe, the, the arms part from you. You can see the creature's face doesn't change uh, so much as another face lifts off of it. Uh, a green hue, a kingly individual wisp off, and a little star appears behind the wisp creature. On the second hit, something very similar happens uh, where you strike, but this time the face is that of an indigo color, and it's uh, 
a feminine warrior-like face, barbaric uh, in appearance, uh, but with gills like along the side of her neck. And that also turns into a little star behind you. On the third strike, a massive bugbear covered in in uh, gold with a giant battle axe over his uh, shoulder. You see his face come off in uh, an orange glow, and that star appears behind you, but the wisp creature is still whole. He reforms himself, and he thrusts his hand into your abdomen. You can feel his fingers wiggling around in your intestines. Give me a fortitude save. Uh, Mountain Dew, it'll tickle your innards. (laughs) Sponsored by Mountain Dew. Natural 19 for a 29. You'll only take 10 damage. Is any of this negated by no. my damage reduction? Okay. No. I didn't think so. Uh, if I have if I have to, I will end you. And uh, I will attack again. You will not break me nor will you keep me under your thumb. 28. Mm-hmm. Uh, 24. Okay. And another 22. This is how much like last time your three attacks swoop through, but you feel like the creature in front of you is dissipating. Um, Your fourth total strike goes through the creature, and this time a violet image of a uh, Strix comes through, soaring through the night with a rapier held low. It turns into a violet star behind the creature. The next one, a red strike. This one, a creature you've never seen before, more worm than man, but you can see it slowly building itself up. That turns into a tiny red star behind the creature. Um, A blue shade washes from the the sixth strike <clears throat> and you see um, a wizard upon a cloud throwing lightning bolts into a city below. Give me a, another save, a reflex save this time as the creature, now thin and even more wispy, tries to wrap around you from behind. 27. 10 damage as it's as hands come up to cover your face, the claws digging into your flesh. Just go ahead and say you take your next three swipes and something similar happens these three times as well. Just give me one attack roll. Natural 16 for a 36. A king covered in heavy robes on a snowy mountaintop forms into a white star behind the creature. A druid in uh, animal shape, like a leopard running through a jungle, takes shape behind the creature in a yellow hue. And the last, a copper, kingly king, kind of reminds you of the descriptions you've heard of Cromwell, but you haven't seen yet. But that takes place as a copper one behind it. Your final strike, you feel form give to flesh that you've been attacking his wisp this whole time, and something shatter. You wake up bruised, broken, but not of the body, of the mind. The three rings that you wore 
of this creature laying fragments in your hand. Nine tiny fragments. And as you look down in your hand, they form into one small ring with nine etchings, a color of each of the former kings this strange wraith had led into power and then probably, you feel, turned on them, ruining their lives forever and trapping them into the trapping their souls in the three rings you had. This ring feels like it's here to help. Ooh. It's not going to try to stop me from doing what I was doing. You don't feel the creature in your brain anymore. And as you look at your hand, you realize it's not undead. Oh. So you remove your ghoul template and the three ring. And just turn it to the nine faceted ring? Uh, Ring of nine facets, yeah. Ring of nine facets. Ooh, what's that do? What does that do? This gemstone, unlike any other, glistens within the grip of this copper and obsidian ring. The gem is cut with nine facets, each sparkling a distinct color. The one facing upward, glimmering most vibrantly. The gem is set with this remarkably ancient ring. It is distinctly cut to exhibit nine perfect facets, each of a different hue. Each day at sunrise, the gem rotates to display a different facet. The active facet determines the ring's power for that day. Each day, roll a 1d10 on the ring of non-facet powers table to determine which facet and thus which power is active. Uh, on a 1, you're immune to disease. On a 2, uh, you don't need to breathe. On a 3, you get a plus 5 natural armor bonus. On a 4, you get low light vision. On a 5, fast healing 1. On a 6, you can fly at will. <laughs> on a seven, you get cold resistance 30. On a eight, you get freedom of movement. On a nine, you get a plus five resistant bonus on saving throws. And it normally says on a 10, you roll again, but I'm going to say if you roll a 10, you get to pick which one you want for the day. That's Ooh. cool. That's that's awesome. really that. cool. <clears throat> that is nice. Now, if it lands on one that you don't like, you can go through the steps to take damage to turn the facet to one of the ones you like. The further you are from the one you want, the more damage you'll have to take at the start of the day to make it on that facet. And there's a big rules list under that. That's cool. That yeah, is very fun. cool. Any, fun. Anytime you get low light vision. Eh, who cares? <laughs> yeah, I already have that. Turn it into something useful. So you have to yeah. go from, from 1 to 10 in that order when you move them. So if you end up getting low light vision, you can just do the thing and take D6 damage and now you have fast healing for the day. And I'll take See? care of the damage, right? Mm. I like it. So, I like so it. that means that I, I lose my natural armor bonus, my energy resistance, and my extra damage reduction? Yeah. Well, that's unfortunate, but the, the ring will make up for it. Yeah, it gets you. That, the, the three ring I'm not undead anymore. It was a bit much. I'm, I'm definitely down for that. That's uh, That's good stuff. Also, if you want to destroy the ring, you can make a DC 105 wisdom check and take 18 D6 damage. <laughs> I think the wisdom check. <laughs> yeah, Maybe if I still had the ruby circlet. Yeah. Maybe. That's really funny. Oh. So that's that's what Vladros did. He re rediscovered his humanity in the time of, of, of Amon becoming the king of sands again. Who would like to go next? I would like to go last if that's cool. 
seems appropriate. Yeah. All right. I'll go ahead and read my thing I wrote up. Uh, Dr. Pox has no memory of anything previous uh, of his age of 21. The horrible side effect of the many experiments that were run upon him. He wants to uh, basically return to the earliest memory. His memories of the professor in the laboratory classroom. Everything uh, before then is a bit fuzzy hazy kind of blur he's unsure if his parents are even still alive he knows that uh his parents he knows he has parents and uh, as part of portions of memory however he can't make out whether uh enough to identify who they actually were uh the professor was the one who saved him from the labs as a test subject. He noticed Pox's heightened intelligence uh, from a combination of exposure to toxins and drugs. The professor took Pox to train him uh, in the ways of science. Pox was a masterful student and learned quickly and was soon running missions for the professor. He then, uh, then came the call from Dorian's group in need of an adventurer to possibly save the world. Over the course of the next few weeks, at some point, Dr. Pox finds himself back on the Mona Chopsis in the room that he stayed in with the creature Gilbor, uh, the, the clockwork fae that y'all rescued from the uh, vaults be- beneath Kraith. But Gilbor has changed. You come into your room, Dr. Pox, and Gilbor is there, but he's not moving. A clockwork creature like himself normally can be perfectly still, but but the fey essence inside Gilbor normally kept him a little twitchy, even in his sleep, which he didn't need. Before him is a tinted up uh, piece of paper, and it just in very fine script says, to Dr. Pox on the outside. You reach up with your grimy, shitty little rat paws and (laughs) 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 open the note, smudge in it because you don't wash your hands. (laughs) Smudging it up and you you flip it up and read. You're the only one smart enough that I'd want to leave this with. So the rest of your group is either mean, angry, or are too nice for this. I'm tired of this realm, but I can't take the body with me, so it's yours now. Just call it Gilbor, and it should wake back up. Hey, Gilbor. The little clockwork mechanisms gets up, its wings fluttering, it's almost like a, it's almost mosquito-like, insectile-like with dragonfly-type wings, but clockwork gears and all, making it 
function with the long point. Um, and what you basically have here is um, the weird Queen's magpie, but adjusted a little. Uh, this is the Paizo description. Um, created by an ancient fake queen who could see the threads of fate, this intelligent, magical construct bird, in this case it's not a bird, is made of bones fused by alchemy and magic. Clockwork gears fused by alchemy and magic. So it takes the shape of this construct of alchemy is hardened and magically enhanced. Its stats and abilities are similar to that of a clockwork spy, which you can find uh, online, except that it has perfect maneuverability and a DR of 20. Creature wishing to use this artifact must be neither good nor evil. What's your alignment? Neutral. Perfect. And normally must spend 24 hours, which you will, over the next couple downtime. Uh, you'll have 24 hours to spend with it. Once it does so, the magpie serves its bearer until dismissed. Its master commits an evil or good act that requires atonement, or the magpie is destroyed. Furthermore, the weird queen's magpie has the following abilities. The only one that's going to change is the first one. Three times per day on command, while in contact with the artifact, the bird's bearer can use it as a pearl of power but the spell recalled can be of any level. Uh, in this case, wow. in this case, the uh, Gilbor will refill one of your potions three times per day, one of your bombs. So it's the same. It just does it for potions. Right. Gotcha. Um, at will, at on command, the bird's master can make it go forth and send messages as if it were a subject available messenger spell. And three times per day on command, the bird's master can have the magpie cast Breath of Life. Wow. Nice. Uh, if you oh ever enter uh, enter positive energy plane, it will explode. <laughs> okay. I should help get uh, Dr. Pox back up to party level. Who would like to go next? So... <clears throat> Huh? No, so that's a good, you know, that's a good item. Besides, that breath of life will come in handy too. Maybe keep some of us alive for the rest of the campaign. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't like how he's gonna... given that spell. That's a that's a scary spell. To be like, here you go. You're gonna. I'm tired of y'all making new characters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> I'll go next, I guess. If no one else is ready right. to do that, um, a little bit. Um, I put together a, a little. <laughs> I don't know what you call it. <laughs> We were Something. checking before we record, recorded who's the kid who, who overachieves when he gets homework. It's Matt. Yeah, sorry. Um, I um, No, but I did want to preface that just a little bit just with um, – because Nim's got some changes going on. He's uh, – a couple things of – the cube. The cube has been a kind of a moral dilemma for him. And, uh, you know, when he first got it, uh, he was really – kind of hesitant to use it unless he absolutely needed to and then that became you know every time he used it it seemed like it became easier and easier until I, it's hard god it's just i mean to be able to quicken a summon is like a super useful thing if you know among other things and so uh especially when the consequences are not right in front of his face and he doesn't really know he knows something bad's happening but he's not sure what it is but um i feel like that affects him a lot and then the um uh just uh i mean the betrayal thing with with Amon is 
hitting pretty hard. And then between that and then um, with not Dorian really being insistent about, uh, you know, the new character, the new persona is, um, you know, very much pursuing his own agenda. That too has been weighing on his mind quite a bit. So, um, but um, all that being said, I mean, him has kind of come to terms with that. So that's kind of what I put together for him kind of getting his shit together and deciding what to do next as far as with the party and with the tasks before them saving this world. So. So you want to say roll the clip? Yeah, roll the clip. Nim sits in the small room, pondering the events of the last few months. Peace has been achieved here in Sands, but at a great cost. He glances over at Ficey, hovering close to the window. She turns to him, and her eyes widen. The images of the universe swirl in her eyes, and she opens her mouth. Cullen, is that you? Darkness descends around them. In the darkness, a lone figure begins to glow, filled with the, lo- with the living universe. Planets glow, comets fly by, and stars burn all within the body of the creature. An aeon of the monad, in the form of a young sylph, long gone from this world. Nim, bartered servant, we are pleased with how events have unfolded in this land. Only one obstacle remains. That of Matadamon. Once he is no more, you will have fulfilled your part of our bargain. I understand. But that way has been clouded by treachery and death. How can I continue to work for these people? How? Was never part of our bargain. We have provided you with the tools and resources to accomplish the goal we paid for with your freedom. To break our bargain, to cling to your morals and pride? No, my lord. I stand by my word and will complete the task before me, as you knew I would when our agreement was made. Yes, we knew this, but... <laughs> your companions betray and conspire against you. Would you still lie with them in your mission? I must. I see no other path forward. The balance must be restored. Yes, it must. I sense in you a change, a blossoming. Are you still a bartered servant, or do you now believe fully in the condition of all? For we are the monad, and you are the monad, as all things are. Do you now embrace what you have always been? Yes. I... I see the chaos that seeks to only destroy, and it is vast. It must not be, though, and balance is the only true path to future of life. It must be achieved at all cost, at any cost. Curious. You step closer to us, elf child. As the Aeon spoke, Nim collapses to the floor, clutching his chest. Yes, you have lost some connections and powers granted to you by others through your thoughts and actions. 
With these spoken words, you have broken the last few threads that held them, but that leaves room within your fragile mind for something new. And so, as you have stepped closer to us, I reach out to you in turn. With that, the Aeon touched Nim's forehead. Power surged through them, strengthening him, healing wounds, and granting something new. I see them. I see new planes and new connections. I see new purpose and new paths. These will serve me well. As you serve all, we shall see whether you are truly willing to pay the cost of balance. Fare thee well, faithful servant of the Monad. With that, the being dissipated, and light returned to the room. As his eyes adjusted, Ficey, and he knew it was her, as he always did, and her real form hovered above the writing desk. Took you long enough. He could feel her smile warm within him, even if he couldn't see it anymore, and he stretched out his hand to her. Shall we go then? Fantastic editing. <laughs> I had to mute my mic on that one. Yeah, me too. No, the, the, it's really good. Uh, yeah, no. It's fun, but when it comes to like that woman just <laughs> <laughs> rocking in the I corner. Typed in, just, I typed in pain up. in Canva under the videos, and that was like the person that came up with some woman with like having like stomach cramps yeah, or something. definitely had period pains. On the horizon. <laughs> I was gonna slap Nim's head on that. <laughs> Your God is an acid trip. Yeah, I like how he yeah. spins. Yeah, they're uh, it's interesting. Aeons are interesting creatures. What's that new power you got? Uh, well, I mean, my uh, my alignment shifted basically with the decisions he had to come to with uh, you know, going from I mean, not not a lot, but just from being neutral good to just being true neutral at this point because that's the only way I, I could justify working with you guys further and and you know continuing to use the cube that i need to use to <laughs> defeat what comes next i mean it's a lot of so i had to shift that so when i did that it's like um some of my feats a lot of my summons i use are based on the good summon uh, creature list which you have to be good aligned to do that so those had to shift to something neutral which there's a lot of cool creatures on the neutral list too a lot of a lot of uh, aeon type creatures and extra planar weird shit but um so that and then um he put in a lot of work and then he sent me uh lots of cool photos but i had to make tokens and put them in the ark and forge so when they come up in the combat so he gave me work too sorry uh, about that so you don't Genius. get any really cool new item, but you do. Yeah, find, you complain. You complain when I don't send those, and then oh, that's, that was great. <laughs> but uh, I mean, at least he put his own work in first. You no, know, he did. He put work in. So you also you get uh, beneath Feisty when you come to. You also see that another gift was left for you, uh, uh, robe of runes. It's uh, what does that do? The this robe is made of crimson silk and emblazoned with dozens of spindly Thessalonian runes each symbolizing a different type of magical effect or a syllable of power. Favored by wizards, this robe can provide some benefit to any spellcasting creature. While worn, it grants a plus four enhancement bonus to intelligence, which you're probably already got a plus four enhancement bonus to intelligence from something. 
uh, and allows the wearer to recall as a free action up to four levels of spells per day that he had prepared and then cast. Mm, that's, it. that's helpful. That's a lot of pits. Uh, each that's time a, a spell is recalled pit, and prepared spell. again in this manner, the sudden rush of magical energy infuses the wearer with power, and for one round after recalling a spell, the wearer's spell DCs and attack rolls get a plus two enhancement bonus. Ooh, oh, wow. Nice. That's nice. Yeah. Run that shit. Oh, yeah, these combats are going to hurt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's really good. Uh, so that won't stack with my headband then, right? Because it's an enhancement. No. And this gotcha. one already comes pre-installed with uh, Euganic uh, survival and sense motive as the benefits. Okay. Because you get to pick two. I think that's if your uh, intelligence goes up, though. That anyway, just means you can sell your headband and get a different head something. Yeah, having a open head slot isn't uh, bad. Yeah, I mean, bad. definitely having a maybe a will or something on that would might that might be helpful too. At least boost my will saves up or something. Mm-hmm. Open head slot's a good band name. Well, we had a ruby circlet of wi- oh, damn. That ruby circlet of wisdom would have been great. Yep, sold that for a new sword. <laughs> Already sold. No, no maxies. <laughs> Who's next? That's nice. I appreciate that. That's good. Who Stop wants to... to follow the uh, movie we just watched? Stand a Sonder or Dorian so that a mun can go last. I called Divs. <laughs> I vote Sonder because uh, my character is the newest and I don't have a lot to say <laughs> way to uh, pass the buck you could have just went and not said a lot <laughs> <laughs> he's still writing it <laughs> we'll do Dorian I, I would say Terrence should go that way you know we know we're not expecting much so it's a nice little buffer between Nim's movie and the not a, It was very. It was <laughs> cute. I liked it. I thought it was. No, it was very Look, cool. if what I make are cartoons, that was a movie. Yeah, there were movie yeah. pictures. Did there you see how pictures. his character wiggled when he talked? Yeah, yeah. He had a shaky hand while setting the record. He's an oh, old man. Lord. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, look I at some, I had some fun playing with the, the pitch modulations and stuff too to try to yeah. make that voice sound like Oh, that was all you? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Kevin. <laughs> I'll be honest, I thought I thought Sonder voiced Feisty. I thought uh, this is a really high pitch on my <laughs> you know, when I first I, listened, I, didn't, I didn't have a lot of time to get any, to employ anybody's help, so I just like throw it all together. So it was, what it was, I, anyway. when I first listened to it on my it phone, I thought you had made your wife help. And yeah. then when I got to listen to it on my computer with the better speaker, I was like, "Oh no, that's him." Um, yeah, but your 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 grunt of pain and plus that <laughs> oh that was and oh. your um, and, and no joking when you go all these other planes when you do that the sense of wonder I heard it. Uh, give yourself a Benny. Nice. All right. All right. I got a Benny. Just for eating mushrooms. How Take one of Saunders' <laughs> Benny. She's got 13 of them. 
I actually have more than that, but yeah, he can have one. Yeah. I'll allow it. I know All how right. you play video games. You don't ever use a single item because you might need it later. I do that. Like, I mean, that's how I, that's how I live my life, honestly. Like, I put stuff away. Like, listen, song. oh, you gave me something. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it here because you gave it to me, and it's like, oh, we've had that tapioca flour for years. For no, years. I I bought that tapioca flour to use. You just don't like to eat weird stuff. Uh, I think no different. one likes yeah. to eat. I weird think you stuff. <laughs> yeah, well, that's different. Weird. Mm-hmm. That's poor people weird. <laughs> yes. Like Front legs, gizzards, snake. Let's do this. Because, like, if we're gonna have cheese in the house, and there's no need to have all of the dairy substitutes that I buy, and you know what I mean, like all that stuff that I buy to substitute dairy. There's mm-hmm. no reason to have both of those things, but I already bought them, so I'm not gonna throw them away. Mm, you can use them. I won't stop. Keep you. my what is that stuff that that fucking yeast? What is the word? Nobody else knows. No yeast. Yeast. Nutritional yeast. yeast. That's what it Ugh. is. Tastes Ugh. like cheese. That but sounds it's horrible. Not. It's great. It's a fantastic cheese substitute. What? No, you've never right. made it. If you eat a piece of cheese beforehand. No. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> so who's going? Come on. Roll a die. Roll off. Come on. Roll off. Let's I'm not getting any dice out today. Evens at Sonder, odds historian. Odd historian. Woo. It is even. It's you. <laughs> I mean, oh, too bad. Roll to six. Why would you do that? Well, because y'all, yep, sorry. There's been enough banter take, between Max. Take too long. Take too long. Masterpiece. <laughs> Is open hammer, whatever. After you. That's not fair. <laughs> you're you're showing Terrence that bad behavior results in Yes, it is. Is that the lesson that you're trying to It's the same behavior you like are doing? <laughs> Uh, I didn't volunteer you. You volunteered me. That was rude. I didn't do that to you. That was a real nuh-uh right there. Uh-uh. <laughs> that one came from the heart. After the fight... Everybody's standing around and they're just jibber jabbering and bickering at each other back and forth. And Saunders just like, I don't, I can't deal with all of this nonsense right now. So she takes flight. She just dips out of there. And I'm sure somebody probably yells after her, Where are you going? And she says, Where are you going? I got, Where are you going? I will be back. And she's off. That's as much, that's as much, um, explanation as she gives. She's gone. So, not knowing where she's headed, just knowing that she needs to get away from these people for a while, she flies higher and higher, watching the group fade into the landscape as she goes. Her mind races as she flies, and she thinks about all the promises that she's made. 
Uh, she knows that the curse that comes with knowing things for her is tied to truth, tied to keeping her word. She knows that each promise gives her strength to fulfill them, but they also incur a penalty if they're broken. But that's not why she makes those promises. She's flying and she thinks back. She thinks about the glade, the creature who's bound to a tree to whom she was moved to swear her aid. She thinks about the network that she left behind in Yarnum, Cuppy and the other magical beings of Yarnum. Were they, were they able, was Cuppy able to warn them all in time? And even if she had been able to warn them about Cromwell being Ratatama and all of the devastation that was to come, did they even stand a chance against it? She had sworn to Cuppy that she would return with a way to defeat Cromwell and she drew strength from that. She flies further and she thinks of the group she finds herself traveling with, the assassin, the ghoul, the old wizard, the undertaker, and the whatever that was that emerged from that pool. She thinks about the relationships that this quest has forced upon her, some of which she probably would have abandoned if she didn't have to maintain them in order to, I don't know, save the world. There were plenty of acts that Sonder would have deemed unforgivable under different circumstances. Amun's latest betrayal was only the most recent, and it may not even be the last. Nevertheless, Sonder knew that she would keep her word, she would see the world restored to its previous peace, and she would need help from her companions to see it done. She flies further, her flaming wings an external representation of the turmoil within, she needs to center herself. She needs to commune with her lady. She needs to visit a temple. So, to the Monachopsis, to the nearest temple of Serenray. And after a few weeks, Sonda returns to the group feeling lighter. Her weeks of devotion and discussions with her lady made her not necessarily happy about the situation, but a little more resigned to her place in this. The things that she was going to have to put up with from others became more of a, a reality as opposed to something to fight against. She also returned with a a boon from her lady. Um, she returned with what is known as Dawnflower's Light. When lit, this hooded lantern shines brightly in a 60-foot radius as daylight. Once per day as a swift action, if the owner worships Saren Ray or is good aligned divine spellcaster, she can intensify the lantern's light for one hour. This intensified light dazzles evil outsiders and undead in the area, and evil incorporeal creatures take 75% damage from magical attacks instead of 50%. If an illuminated creature or object has a mark indicating evil allegiance, such as a demonic, demonic, demonic mark, mm. 
that Mark grows brilliantly, shining through anything. So yeah, that's probably not going to come into play. But yeah, so uh, I come back with with uh, something to help something to help us as we head into the darkness of the Undead Isles. Also, a second boon is you talk with your lady and complain about the number of rings this party is given. So many rings. <laughs> she grants you a boon called Siren Ray's Finger where you can wear <laughs> one additional ring. Fuck yeah! <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and race extra finger. finger extra finger one extra ring slot for Sonder yay maybe you've already sold all those rings though so I don't know nope. how cool that is you're never going to guess where it has to go <laughs> I kept that other, tickle, I kept tickle, one tickle. other ring just in case because uh. what I had to give up would have yeah yeah but uh pain but you can (laughs) yeah that's the problem so anyway (laughs) nice scary terry your turn (laughs) scary terry In the aftermath of it all, you guys see hitherto Dorian wander out into the streets, uh, basically hiss at how incredibly hot and bright the sun is, and begin making his way toward the darkness of whatever this town has, has passing for a red light district. <laughs> not necessarily for carnal pleasures, though he might indulge in that, and not necessarily for drink or drugs, though he may indeed indulge in that. This is a new world and a new body and a new method of interaction for him. His shadow swims out behind him, making naked his supernatural nature. Occasionally his shadow just erupts into tentacles, a shark swimming across the walls, in in bright light, he is most exposed. And then, and then, and then as he gets into a nice dark corner, he turns and faces the camera. <laughs> the truth. Okay. It's not an easy thing for me to say. Cultural taboos. That Dorian fellow and his splintered mind are gone from this vessel. Well, mostly. The memories are still here way more than he could remember, but they're like pages in a book to me. Flat information. Is his soul destroyed? Who knows? Gods are fickle little shits that way. I did fib to the group a little, as to not distress them. You know, I do serve at the leisure of the Benthic Lord, whose name I am not worthy to utter. But I was not a palace guard or a diplomat or some other lowly, terrible 
dull job. Now, in the shadow courts of the Ancelia, my title was Sinker. I, an agent of my lord's ultimate goals. To place all realms under his unlimited power, both below and above. Now, don't let that frighten you. It's a long-term project. We have literal aeons, but, you know, if you can make leaps, if you can make strides, if you can get your toe in the door. You see, the dead Dorian was filled with many ambitions. If you've been watching this show, I'm sure you've seen a few of them. Left a lot of irons in the fire that can serve my lord's aims, and frankly, if I have to live the rest of my long, long, long life out as a metamorphosed land-dweller, I may as well have some fun with it. Dorian, no. Mr. Grin. <laughs> His thieves' guild was conspiring to put Dorian on the throne after they take out the rotten monster they have sitting there now. Documentation and the symbology of blood are so important to mortals. So... Why not me? For the future. For my lord. For the deep. I'll play along. My true name is none of your business, but in due time, you can call me your majesty. Either way, it's going to be fun. Hitherto, Dorian turns away from his fourth wall breaking and begins moving towards the red light district and says... I need a big girl. Someone with... Do you have anyone with flippers? <laughs> One night in a drunken, drug-induced stupor, <laughs> hitherto Dorian hears the word of the Karachnikus. The vessel you rode, rode in meant a lot to me. He had plans. I've talked I've talked to Osiris, and I've come up with a solution. You feel a pain in your chest, and one of your rib bones snap and slides out of your skin and forms into a small short sword. What you have now is game terms called the Shintari Sword of Sloth. But instead of being possessed and intelligent by Shintari, what's inside is a gift from Osiris to the Karatnikus, the soul of Dorian. Dorian <laughs> is now an intelligent sword that only can talk to you. <laughs> oh, nice. oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> a scene of imperial decadence depicted in fantastically fine etchings, which seem to change upon each consideration covers the surface of this plus five short sword. What? Okay. Every time the sword Dorian successfully damages a creature, it gains the Bane weapon special ability, with the target creature type being its designated foe. This additional weapon quality activates after the weapons first strikes the opponent, granting Additional damage to subsequent attacks, but not the first attack. The Bane weapon special ability persists for the rest of the day, or until the sword strikes a foe of a different creature type. Additionally, whenever the Dorian blade strikes a large or smaller foe, 
The target must succeed at a DC 20 will save or be affected as per the spell Dimension Door. This effect functions <laughs> as a spell, but the Dorian Blade wielder determines where his opponent is transported to, and the destination must be within the wielder's line of sight. The wielder cannot teleport an opponent into a space occupied by another creature or solid object. Only one creature can be affected by this ability each round, and the target can act as normal on its turn on its next turn. If the sword scores a critical hit, the target must succeed a DC 25 will save or be affected by the spell teleport. The sword's wielder determines the destination, which must be very <laughs> familiar to him. <laughs> that's wow, that's awesome. Cool. So wait, you could create right, a Rami somewhere You need to else. go study a volcano and a uh, frozen mountaintop. Now this sword normally Two places from... that you know well to send it when you crit. This sword is normally is from the 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 um what are they called the Thessalonian rune lords? Okay. But in this case, it's tied to the Karaknicus. All right. So for whatever reason you leave this plane where the Karaknicus is, it will cease to have those abilities. Gotcha. It'll, it'll, it'll go to dormant seed mode, which is in the description of the sword. All right. Um. In addition to the unique, this is also an intelligent blade. So, in addition to the unique powers possessed by each blade, blah blah blah, 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 blah the sword seek to force the wielders into serving the lords. So it doesn't matter. Yeah, you know, there's there's some because it's intelligence. There's some stuff down there, and there's like three spells you can do three times per day: create food and water, endure elements, and cure serious wounds. Oh, That's all right, cool. cool. Any place where I can like copy paste all this? Yeah, it's uh, it's the Shin Dash Tari Sword of Sloth. It's a it's a Pathfinder weapon. Okay. Alrighty, sounds like a what's that word? Wonder, it's not a wonder. Yeah, artifact. Yeah, so far I've given out three artifacts today. I wonder if I'll get one. <laughs> no, <laughs> on top of your other two, two, you already yeah. have. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, the magpie that or uh, Gilbor is an artifact, and uh, the ring of non facets is an artifact. They're all really cool. The robe of runes is garbage, but you already got that wheel that makes you pretty powerful already. I, think I like the, the robe of wounds. I mean, that gives me extra. I mean, I can, uh, especially like haste and slow are both level three spells, so that works for that robe. There's always come in handy to have extras of those. And, you know, you never know when you need an extra shark pit, you know. Mm -hmm. Speaking of shark pits, Amun, it's your turn. Hey, hey, I'm sure several weeks are going to go by where there's a lot of, uh, uh, you know, pushing and shoving. Go here, do this, go do that. Uh, but when Amun finally gets a quiet moment, he would like to go uh, find a place to do a new ritual to try to talk to his new god Anubis to see, you know, uh, what's what's going on here? You kind of came out of the blue. You know, not, you know, rubbing your nose in it, but thanks. Uh, but when he does, uh, two figures appear instead of just his god. One with a very familiar armor of which he wears himself but a little bit shinier and not as dented over the years of getting whacked in the head of undead. 
Uh, and this figure's uh, Mun's dead. And you look on his face, and he's he's kind of pissed. He uh, walks over there, and he raises the hand to smack smack him. And then uh, Anubis actually grabs grabs his hand and kind of stops him and just looks at him. But there's definitely a great look of disapproval on his father's face as he kind of disappears. And then Anubis looks at Amun, shakes his head, and then also disappears. With that, Amun kind of knows what he needs to do as he has several letters drafted up. One to each of you. Uh, the first one to Nim, kind of... Uh, apologizing, saying his actions are wrong. Uh, you're all going to kind of get the same gist of a letter, you know, an apology of what I did was wrong. But to Nim, it's going to talk about how uh, he felt trapped by his own god, sort of how you felt trapped through that being that you kind of mentioned once or twice, but never ever again, and how it keeps you chained. And if you would like, he'd like to help you learn more about what's going on with Tadama with the scholars and wizards of... Uh, of Sands. To Vladros, he also apologizes, you know, same kind of spiel, uh, asking, you know, or saying, you know, I bring up the part of you, your own imprisonment and how bad choices were made and everything, and, you know, just kind of apologizing. And I would ask you if you would like to be one of the leaders of his army. Uh, to Dr. Pox, he, again, same kind of apology. Uh, and says, you know, I'm sorry, you know, you understand your situation, even though you killed me. If I can forgive you, you can forgive me. Uh, just saying. Uh, so weird to, apologies. Yeah, no, a bunch of apologies. Uh, to Sonder, he's gonna say, you know, uh, sorry, you know, same shit. Uh, you understand what it's like to have family you choose over everybody else, and I just bet on the wrong horse of my god instead of y'all. Wrong choice. Now he gets that. Uh, if you want, uh, he would like to put your dad in charge of some stuff. Kind of give him if you want to. And then to Dor to new Dorian, it's kind of like, hey, you're kind of new here. Uh, want to hang out? And it's all an invitation to a nice dinner where I hope we all gather. But you can choose to say, no, I don't want to be there. Sure. <laughs> this is kind of, I would say, after kind of all y'all stuff, kind of in that time frame. Yeah. Okay. So he's trying to bribe us. And I'll take it. To forgive him. And these are all handwritten letters, by the way, that are delivered Aww. by a nice a nice little young boy in a white <laughs> he robe. He didn't even hand deliver them with no. his hands. <laughs> he sent a runner. No, no. In fact, what Amun did was even more special. He sent a boat all the way back to Yarnum to pick up the news kids to personally deliver these letters. <laughs> <laughs> So Aww, he's using child him. labor. Man, y'all are just picking apart everything he's trying to do. <laughs> I just... like the Grathory and Grimley idea. They're I fun. picked them up. <laughs> I, I say y'all. I meant Kevin. It's just yeah. picking apart everything he's trying to do. But no, that's kind of how I want to get us all back together is a formal dinner invitation with a very nice written out apology. What I tell you, my God, my dad's mad at me for obvious reasons. Probably wanting to kill most of my own people. I get it. What'd you, uh, what'd you do for Vladros? Oh, if you, you never even be... mentioned me, yeah, I did. What'd you yeah, say? He did. He said he wants. Yeah, you, you were number two. Yeah, I want you. You were to be in the general of, of his armies. Oh, I missed that. 
The most skilled fighter I know. The most powerful wizard. The ugliest shit-covered rat. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> I guess you'd be like a bartender, but like not the inside bar. You could the one outside. <laughs> or the outside bar. <laughs> the, the most haggling pawn like shop it. dealer I know, mahogany. I don't know what else that I don't know what else to give her if she wants to be in charge of uh, inventory of the country or I don't I don't really know kind of you're a pawn shop owner you can say no <laughs> like a stockroom job to, yeah, yeah no <laughs> get you I mean thanks but no thanks I'm pretty sure you got people for that I I got on nothing. the other hand am busy uh but as to your apology huh, thanks it is what it is dude. Yes, we gotta kill those fucking we gotta kill Rotatama. Yeah, like <laughs> that shit's uh that shit's whatever. We got we got things to do. Whatever it's in there. <laughs> These are letters I'm just writing back and forth. And uh <laughs> as a yeah. So you're not coming to dinner? It's another letter. Yeah, I'm coming to dinner. Sure. You got food? Oh. Is it good? I'm I'll be there. <laughs> I'll be there. Everything seasoned with sand. It's all poisoned. Oh, yeah. Listen, I'm a I'm a king now. We're listen, we're all yeah, it's all poisoned. Long live Julius Caesar. <laughs> Men in robes flood in and stab you all to death. Because of uh because of a moon's uh low charisma, he just keeps reassuring you that everything is hundred percent not poisoned, I promise. Yeah, uh, you gotta stop saying that. I didn't think it was poisoned <laughs> until you told me that it wasn't poisoned. Yeah, well, I don't want you thinking it is poisoned, but anyway. But yeah, no. And then smash cut to dinner. As our party sits together and awkwardly has dinner and comes to the realization that these are the people that are go- you're going to war with because... Uh, hitherto ignores any awkwardness and talks gregariously over anyone. <laughs> Perfect. I'm glad I mean, he apologized for shit, you know, so it's fine. Again, I'm not good at it, but it was... It's not... Listen, it's not a good... Heart, a com- if you... Mahogany, you do a sense motive. You do that a lot. You just it's honest, but it's told terribly. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is heartfelt. But You're going to be important. a great king. Uh, <laughs> we only need him for one thing. The he most wants- important part of being a great king is picking the right people to do the jobs you don't want to. This is why Dorian is my main advisor. Please. <laughs> Bad me- idea. Bad idea. Please call me vizier. Listen, I think right, we have a big distrust in our. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so if we're talking parrot, he's got a telepathic sword. Yeah. What's the, the sword saying right now? Huh? What's what's Dorian saying to the sword? Oh, I don't know. What is Dorian the sword saying? No, oh, it's your character. It's your sword. Now you can role play with yourself like you've always wanted. <laughs> I mean, it may be a lot easier. Anyway, uh, but as the, the as the party here is 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 back together having dinner, maybe next episode we'll get into that. Uh, but before we end, what the party does not see, the adventure they're about to go on is the Undead Isles. Once a large island of verdant green forest and crystal blue waters, now a fragmented cluster of islands, 
forest of brown and blackened stumps, dead branches, droves of undead things roaming as far as the eye can see. Sitting on the largest of these aisles is an impossibly large, thin tower. A staircase, <clears throat> a staircase corkscrews up the outside. Rat folk with sacks filled with gore and body parts struggle in a line towards the top, barely making way for more rat folk to trap back down to their job of collecting more corpse particles. Atop the thin tower, it discs out impossibly large, like a dinner plate sitting atop a long, bony finger. From the ground can be seen strange green-violet mist pulse out from the top of this disc every so often. A few moments will pass, and then the undead will rain from the sides of the tower top, plummeting uncaringly to smash on the ground and break apart again. And the bodies hit the folk. And the bodies hit the This isn't a 90s movie. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that was a good joke. I'll give it to yeah, him. Yeah. A few of these undead will eventually stand and make their way out to join the, the other masses of undead to Balkan them. The other will lay broken and unmoving, waiting for the meager and beaten rat folks to come and bag them up and carry them to the top of the tower once again to be made whole <laughs> for the dive. This vicious cycle repeats and has repeated for a very, very long time. It's hilarious. I love it. And we'll see you. We'll see you next time. I can't All right. I didn't get any yeah. cool thing. That's like an adventure park for corpses. Like it's like you know, like a rock climbing wall and a <laughs> zip line. Yeah. So uh, you know, big undead adventure coming up next. I'm sure you guys will be fine. I know yeah. what I'm buying before yeah. we leave. What's that? Uh, the thing I was gonna buy either way, and more antitoxins. Ah, <laughs> not maybe. Is there a Wanna buy this gun against Slippery Brain? It's gone. <laughs> oh. I, uh... And so are we. See you next week. So Frank's wrote, nah, yeah, I get that. This is a, this is going bad. This is straight from our Discord. And I dig it for the combat. I don't need to give you the whole backstory. It's great synergy in battle, but we've also got to think of the story and the characters. I mean, hell, one of Vlad's traits is betrayed. He doesn't handle that kind of shit well. Also, as a player, I just can't understand when a character in a story turns on their companions one episode and then all is forgiven two episodes later. My brain just does not compute that shit. Don't you and watch it anime obsessively? For me. And then Noob says, yeah, that's not fun, but it did happen fast. Like my hearing went out and it was her, y'all. And I chose her. 
It was less than 24 hours. So you were only shitty for a day. So it's yeah. fun. <laughs> I sat down with Mahogany. I was like, do we need to have like a real talk with Noob? Or you could have told me, no, don't do this. I'm like, all right. You did. Who who could have told you, no, don't do this? Stoker could have. Stoker would like, that's not no, bad. It's not my job when it comes to character decisions, yay or nay, except for when you want to do stuff that's physically impossible for your character to do. Like when you wanted to jump 30 feet high in full plate armor, then I get to go, hey, you can't do that unless you make a DC 30 acrobatics check. 64. It was 64. Yeah, it was uh, an insanely high. Yeah. You tried. And you still tried. tried, even though I said, nah. Stay. I gave it a shot. You did. Don't y'all know I'm impulsive? We but do now. Y'all decided even to Even if go you ahead. didn't mean to, even if you didn't mean to, like kill us, you still you took you made a decision that was going to result in like hundreds, if not thousands, of your own people dying. I still, you know, I was told that's attempted murder. I mean, that's by my family. By you my, can't my as a good God. character make that decision. I don't think. I the can't one tell person I owe my life to. Also, can we also talk about how Dorian blew up, tried to li- literally kill us all into the new realm? Yeah, well, nobody's happy about that either. And also, you <laughs> fucked up then, too. How did I fuck up then? Because you were all about it. You were on his side. You were oh, ready to you were ready side. to fight members of the Mona Chopsis. You for the record, so was Vladros, but that's because Dorian was the only person that Vladros knew on the ship. Yeah, the well. I'm just saying we've all done kind of shitty things. Yeah. Actually, maybe not Mahogany. Mahogany, no, you were a pawn shop. Hold on. Fuck you. You're the worst of all. No, hush. Kevin, finish your eye. Finish finish how you haven't done shitty things. Yeah. I haven't done shitty things against this party. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's a very specific answer. I mean, well, I've done nothing been, against the party. You have tried to kill the story a few times for the party. You haven't intentionally done anything I, shitty against the party, and I agree with that one hundred percent. And also, fuck her. We killed her. It is the way it is. You know, you were there, Bladroff. Matt's is- Jaguar killed her. I'm not Jaguar. Extra planet creatures are unpredictable. You had all the information. You're like, oh, I'll keep my secrets. I don't. <laughs> Just like when Mahogany walked out of the fire, you're like, mm, keep your secrets. <laughs> I feel like I should have a shovel because we are digging up old shit. Well, yeah. it's, I mean, it, it's Noob is trying to throw some back. But I, I, honestly, you're I think too, right if Dorian blowed up that boat, it was controversial at the time, but it was, it was basically <laughs> risk our lives to save a whole bunch of other lives. Yes, yes. What Dorian did was an attempt Stop to save about. more people than kill. kill also, eight, that boat blowing ten. up is uh, our, our buddy Josh. That's still his favorite episode, which means we haven't peaked since the end of episode, season one. Well, there you go. <laughs> Listen, I can't wait to hear Josh talk about this episode and how much he likes it. Oh, no, he hates you. We had a conversation <laughs> over the phone. He really oh. thinks that you should just quit. Mm. All right, Ouch. No, that was cold. And <laughs> I was trying. Damn. I was trying to be a little no, funny. Left. 
No. no. My, funny, my funny went wrong. I apologize. I haven't <laughs> talked to Josh since. Uh, my funny went Oh my wrong. God. That was sounded so like, I just, like we just had lunch the other day and he was just talking about how terrible noob was. And that yeah, we were, having our, we were having our weekly was, no noob lunch. I bought that. He was that. just telling <laughs> us. <laughs> yeah, so like, so if there's I, a way you could get noob to eat rat poison, uh, <laughs> it's real easy. You just sprinkle <laughs> it on something. Oh, just yeah. add bacon bits. He didn't even say food. No, <laughs> something. <laughs> He's like a koala bear. Just put it in a bowl and put it in front of him. Actually, they won't even eat the eucalyptus leaves if they do that because they're so stupid. Last Saturday, uh, Kevin posted, or next, last Sunday, Kevin posted uh, a picture <laughs> of Jelly Roll and it said, this looks like Noob. That night before, a new co-worker said that I look like Jelly Roll. I didn't know who that was at all. And when I looked Noob it up, I was like, you know, I don't. I didn't want to look it up because it's not like, hey, you like Jelly Roll. I don't go, oh, I bet that's a sexy motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> it's not. Here's a name that ev- evokes pure sex. Yeah, yeah. here's a name. Jelly Roll. You know um, what it is, Toker? What the only resemblance that I see is the um, the, the sad absolute eyes. tiredness of the eyes. Yes. Yeah. The, 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 the sheer, silly eyes. Yeah, um, the sheer exhaustion in there. It's from dealing with y'all. Yeah. <laughs> I love you too, buddy. Yeah. Whatever. We're like the best. Uh, Noob just responded. That guy's fucking garbage, and I didn't know who he was, so I looked up a couple of his songs, and I don't totally disagree with Noob on <laughs> Sorry, on that. I tried. Yeah, my mom loves him. I was like, Mom, what's wrong with you? She well, he did the song with Eight Mile, and we all know old white ladies love some Eminem now. What? Why? I don't know. Eminem's old now. I I haven't. I didn't look him up, so I don't know what he sings. But is he? Is he like one of those like the the country rappers or whatever that are like? No, he's just country. Wrong. But he used to be a freestyle rapper. I just I feel like that's a leap. I don't know. Yeah, Maybe it's I, not. Well, he was a country rapper, and then he went to country. He He's from Nashville, like born and raised outside of Nashville. So I mean, is it a leap? Country steal country. stole all their like chords from black people, anyways. <laughs> yeah, so did rock and roll. I'm just curious how it just because he's from Nashville, he has to be country. I watched two of his videos, which is as much as I could take, and they both were not just country. One was with Tech Nine, and the other was with Eminem. Yeah, nothing <laughs> says country like Tech Nine. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, right, the, right like right a real, like an Eminem, the real Eminem. Yeah. No, whatever. I don't know. I just like you'd have to pay him a lot to do a shitty video of somebody but maybe not and and also i do take a little bit of umbrage about nashville being just country because with a quick search i have found uh 48 metal bands from nashville yeah <laughs> a lot yeah, of them in nashville it's a music town it, is a music and, town. it doesn't have to be i've never been there so i don't know but they also have hot chicken there, and that chicken's pretty good. We have hot chicken here too, so fuck whatever, whatever. Yeah, we got hot that chicken. Nashville hot chicken is it's, it's something. Is it good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. It's worth, I got it. From right, let's run trip to Nashville. Yeah, smash cut. I need. I, road my son lives time. up there. I need to go. 
I need to go visit him sometime. You don't visit your son? He's been there for like three years. I haven't been up there. Huh. You don't want to. You want to meet halfway. Meet halfway. You want to. You want to meet like in in. I don't know what's between here and Nashville. Your boy Greenville. I don't know. Yeah, I but mean, you won't get the hot chicken. If we're all going to Nashville, why don't we just meet in Nashville? Why can't we ride together? Yeah. Wait, I could probably just come up to South Carolina and then carpool with y'all. Yeah, no, I don't like that. <laughs> It's like an eight-hour drive. It's like an eight-hour drive from you, right? It's like a long... Meet us there. Yeah, it's an eight-hour drive. That's going to be a 12-hour drive for me. If you (laughs) subscribe to our... eight-hour drive. Uh, No, I mean, you probably go a different way. I don't know. We have... I'm going to get... I'm going to go on MapQuest and print out some directions and I'll fax them to all you guys. Mail them. My fax plan. Oh, shit. Okay, I'll mail them in a... But I'll I'll put them in a big envelope that says, do not bend, so you won't... I'll put some... I got stamps. To... I'll mail you these stamps so you can mail me the directions. <laughs> I appreciate it. One will be missing. <laughs> I think we should get a homebrew to try this party bus. Oh. And after Bagsy, name it Bussy. Because I think it was. Uh, <laughs> don't want the word no. Bussy. Oh my God. You know what? A big, like a big giant freaking party bus that was actually a mimic would be pretty awesome. That would be like yeah. a good shirt. Oh, the shirt. real bait yeah. bus. So, uh, <laughs> with all this bullshit at the end of the episode because it's good but it's terrible yeah. yeah it's terrible we were talking about legit shit earlier just a we, second ago right for a moment there we were having, having moral debates and character we 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 tried we we really did well i felt like there was some actual anger so uh decided yeah to to get noob to start talking about bussies and are y'all mad at me in real life to clear <laughs> no. this up no okay no. cool sometimes i feel like you are especially well, it's not that we're mad at you i'm not mad at you personally I don't think and, so. I, and i'm not trying to make you feel like i'm mad at you i want you to understand why you're a piece our of shit char- our characters <laughs> would be mad at you oh i get why they're mad i i listen i get it listen, hey, uh, decisions you just don't seem like you do when we have the conversation oh, no, no, I, I do i feel like why you're not sorry can... though Joker, could you like super? We haven't got to the role the, play. I'm the not crying Wojack wearing the smiling Wojack mask over Frank's face. <laughs> well, as soon as you send me a link, let me know what that is. Uh, All right, totally. I got so, it. I know what you mean. I will say this name though. After you know, we have a little bit of this discussion. Everything's kind of rushed. Big combat for two weeks. Um, so we haven't really had time to kind of deal with this with your treachery and betrayal as we had. And then when you posted all that shit about basically delegating jobs to everybody and how you're going to rule your kingdom and what position we would all be in. I understand they were just suggestions, but I was just like, nah. <laughs> Listen, again, you haven't gotten to my plan about the role play. Which yeah. I work super uh, no, you're... On. Is it... <laughs> oh, there it is. Yeah, there's the, there's the photo. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Franks, give me a, give me a real sad face real quick. Hang on. There it is. Oh god, he doesn't know how to be sad. <laughs> that's, that's, that's that's like, that looks like you've got movies. dementia. It's Come like on. you don't know where you are. <laughs> I, I don't do facial expressions <laughs> on demand. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You're like somebody hit you with a fish. <laughs> There's your happy face. There's your smile. Oh my god, that's hilarious. Just frown. Can you frown? <laughs> There you go. There we are. You're getting there now. There. Oh, there. Yeah. <laughs> oh. That feels natural. <laughs> that feels good. 
My face is already shaped that way. Everyone... Don't do that. Mm-mm. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. Cut it out. It just feels it feels like the way my face is supposed but to don't. be. No. I'm gonna be like those dudes that I can't stand and tell you you look better smile. when you smile. Smile. My mom used to always say that shit. She's like, you always look so mad. Mm-hmm. If you just smile, your face lights up. And I'm like, what does that mean? It means you're more pleasant for me to look at. Yeah, Yeah, but I mean, I always feel so fake when I smile. I I got a new picture for my driver's license, and uh, they took the picture. I was like, did I smile? I was trying to smile. They're like, you did not. And I was like, shit. You're not supposed to smile. For a while, weren't they telling you you couldn't not to smile? I try to look at the passport. Apparently, I smirked on mine, according to Toker. Mm-hmm. I didn't think so. <laughs> but... All the places I will go. <laughs> Zero like, stamps. You gotta Smirking fuck your hair tough. up and like look all blotchy and like a little unfocused. That way, when the cop look looks at the picture and looks at you, ah, yeah. <laughs> just just always take your picture stoned. Yeah. <laughs> For many years, my driver's license was that. <laughs> Oh, I've got to go to the DMV and sit around for a few hours. Better smoke a fat joint on the way up there. Oh, that reminds me. In Minecraft. My first license picture was my favorite picture of me for the longest time. Because I had to wait so long to get my license because they decided to change the year that you could get your license to the age that you could get your license to 17. Just before I turned 16. (laughs) And then... So I had to wait till I was 17 to get my license. But then they put it back to 16 right after that. They're like, oh, that was a bad idea. But it was just basically a fuck you to me. Oh, my God. I didn't even know they did that. Yeah. So I was so excited when I got my license. And like... I don't know. I just, I looked, you could see it. You, I looked so radiant in that picture. <laughs> I was like, yes, I can drive now. And it was amazing. I still have it. I'm not supposed was, to, but I do. I was also <laughs> super excited when I got my driver's license and then I drove home and hit a turtle. I'm oh, like, oh. how do I hit a turtle? It's the slowest animal. That's how. I could have just gone a little bit, but I, I tried and I missed. And I hit it, and it colors the experience for me. They can get um, surprising bursts of speed. They can also uh, not look as tall as they are. You try to drive over them, but not with your tire. And you hear them hit the bottom of your car anyway. (laughs) And you feel really bad. They lived through that. (laughs) You look back, and the turtle's giving you a finger, you know? And it's just like, ah, it's on its back, and it's, it's blood's coming out of its mouth. It's like, fuck you, I had babies. And you're like, ah. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I was behind you that day, Frank. I saw it happen. Yeah, it, uh, it, it is, uh, I'm the type of guy who who catches spiders and lets them out of the house. So yeah, that really that sucked for me. Depends on the spider. Hmm. Doesn't matter to me if it's a big spider, if it's a little spider. I try to get it outside without hurting it. It's not the size; it's the type. If it's a black widow spider, freaks. Yeah, I was gonna you say you letting that I'm bastard not... loose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and I'm the bad guy. Even though the I'm reason the is a black character. widow is because it killed its mate. I don't care. In a... cold blood. Not in cold blood. For food. Well, 
Yeah, it's a good reason. <laughs> I had a good reason, but it's premeditated. I mean, if that's the case, the grocery store is yeah. just a horrible place full of premeditated murders. It's just a horror show yeah. for you. I try to think about it. I try to think about it. Meat like in the, the grocery store is just like fruit. It's just food. It the just grows on the meat too, trees. They somewhere. were alive too. Oh my god! Yep, they were life when you kill them. Life, yes, they do. On life, yes, they do. Period. In order to live, yeah. you have to kill. Life is death. Yay! Life is death. <laughs> Nothing trees don't kill anything, do they? The they murder the fuck with their roots. Sucking all my water out of the ground. That's supposed to be my water. <laughs> they kill the carbon dioxide in the air. Providing life-giving oxygen. <laughs> for trees, Just, none of this would matter. So it's all fault. The trees yeah. fall, we have to keep making more CO2. Goddamn trees Fuck you, bees. The yeah. human Join existence could be over, but nah, you got to go fuck flowers. <laughs> I don't think that's how they do it. No, they help out. They help flowers fuck. Yeah, yeah. they like jerking off the flowers more than anything. Yeah. Sexy so, statements. Do you like that girl yeah. over there? I'm gonna help you. Come on, my no. face. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say they're more like what are those things? Turkey basters. Yeah. <laughs> take it from one to the other. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Mosquitoes are also pollinators, I learned. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And flies. Uh, I feel like I feel and like, I feel like bees can handle it. I'm good with bees. Well, yeah, too bad. You're eating cool. fly pollinated food no matter what you think. <laughs> bees don't get in my house when I hang out like on my dinner plate. They don't want to be like <laughs> like you know, annoy me well, in my face. They worked hard for that food. They shit. pollinated it. Bats are sure uh, on one of the biggest pollinators. Hmm? Bats? Bats, yeah. Chicken mm. of the cave. Are, are, we, are, we, uh, <laughs> are, we, are we ready? Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Ready for, we? Can we start recording? record yet? Oh, okay. <laughs> oh I, I didn't change my name. Well, well now to admit to my many, many crimes you before you start it. recording. Mm. Change <laughs> it. Crime the first. Change it so people will know who I am. I'm the second man on the grassy knoll. <laughs>